Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new here, welcome to the podcast for the very first time. I'm glad that you've decided to join in. I want to give you a bit of information before we start the podcast. And that is, number one, if you're in any type of danger, please do not listen to the podcast. Hang up, dial 911 and seek some help. The National Domestic Violence Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that number is 1-800-799-7233. Sorry, I'm having to clear my throat so much, but tonight I have a special guest, and her name is Orshika. And um, she is a domestic, <laughs> I know we, we had a hard time here, or I did, um, pronouncing her name. She is a domestic violence survivor, an advocate, an overcomer, and a thriver. And she is also an author. And I'm going to let her take the floor um, as soon as I get her permission to record the podcast and share it to many other platforms. So if I get your permission, I'm going to go ahead and let you start talking. I'm going to give you the floor essentially. So, um do I have your permission? You absolutely do. Okay. So um, I'm just going to kind of give you the reins. And, you know, I think we discussed this before recording that if you wanted to talk about uh, surviving domestic violence or what essentially you do to help survivors and victims of domestic violence or women that are survivors that just, you know, want to thrive. Maybe, you know, they've survived, but they have yet to thrive, Um, you know, and that is something that I hear quite a lot of. So this is a podcast about thriving, essentially. And if uh, um, Orshika wants to give her take on what she's went through or whatever she would like to talk about, I'm going to give her the floor now so go ahead well hello hello. i'm so so grateful to be on this podcast with you misty this is such a blessing thank you so much for having me first and foremost um and survivor to survivor you know this is such a, a touching topic for each one of us so for those of you who are listening essentially if you're a survivor and you're out of your situation let me just say congratulations and i am so super proud of you because Having been in the situation and getting out, I know firsthand that this is not an easy decision because you have shame and blame and guilt going on as you're making the decision and oftentimes for years after. So please hear me when I give you a heartfelt congratulations at a girl, at a boy, because the men get abused as well. So super proud of each and every one of you who has been out of your domestic abuse situation. And for those of you who are still in it and you're listening, there is hope. There is help and there is hope and you can get out of it. It's ultimately your decision to take that first step. There are people who are willing to reach out and help help you out of that quicksand that's holding you in this place of, of, I mean, honestly, doom, right? And your soul is probably getting destroyed, but there is hope for you. So all you have to do is make a call, and I believe Misty has resources for that. So make a call and ask for help. Reach out to Misty or myself through this podcast, and we will find your resources. We will find you advocates. We are advocates to help you out of those situations. So that's primary, right? Like congratulations for those of you who mm-hmm. got out, and there's hope for you who haven't. Would you agree with that, Misty? Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, and um, you know, Absolutely. yeah, um, or or. 
Orshaka can be reached on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and at the end of the podcast, you know, I'm going to let her uh, let you know about the programs that she does. She also has a group on Facebook, and I'd like for her to tell you all about that also. And, you know, I'm sure that there are some women or and men too you know like you said you know men get abused also um the statistics with women you know of course are a lot higher and i think as a survivor of you know of a man abusing me you know sometimes i think we get caught up in that um to an extent to where i think men feel like they don't have a place too so um this is for anyone that's been abused uh if you're in a shelter right now and you're listening you know just know that you have people out here that are willing to help you and there's programs and you know you just got to get out of that cycle and that trauma bond and you know things can get better but um let let people know exactly i've seen you do lives and uh they're very interesting they're very very interesting and motivational and uh tell tell people about exactly what you do like um as far as your you know networking um, <clears throat> I think you do a website, don't you? And, um, all that stuff. I okay. Go I ahead. do. Um, yeah. but may I backtrack just a little before we, you know, give kudos to Oshika for getting out and all sure. the accolades. Yeah. Um, just a little bit about my story. Do you have a minute? Yeah. No, you go ahead and talk about your story, honey. Go ahead. And then we'll start, yeah, we'll circle back around to sure. the social media stuff, but it's yeah. important that. I feel like it's important for the guests to know that, um, you know, the survival story, right? So thankfully, uh, you know, we all do this, and I'm hesitating because I want to be very sensitive to the subject because the the subject is quite sensitive, but we, we all as human beings, let me start with, we all as human beings tend to compare ourselves. Right? We see things on social media, we see our neighbors, they live in this picturesque existence but we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So the first step for each one of our listeners is to do what you can to stop comparing to other people. Because I found myself doing this as well. I thought at first, well, how can I be a domestic abuse advocate? And how can I grow a business helping people go from surviving to thriving when my abuse wasn't as bad as somebody else's? Mm. At the end of the day, abuse is abuse, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, the, the severity of it does matter, so please understand utmost respect, right, to the severity levels of abuse. But when a human being gets degraded by another human being, we're all on the same playing field, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, though my abuse wasn't necessarily as intense as some of my friends, it doesn't mean that I didn't get abused. It doesn't mean that I didn't have to overcome PTSD. It doesn't mean that I don't have triggers when I go to the salon and I have to wear a mask and my, you know, lady says, you know, you got to put the mask on. Sometimes the mask triggers me. I'm being very honest. I understand the purpose of it. I understand the need for it. And we're not here to have a political discussion. The point is the mask triggers some of us. It's just that simple. Or wearing turtlenecks used to trigger me. I live in the north, so we wear things around our necks like scarves and turtlenecks and whatever else, and they used to trigger me. So I unfortunately did the comparison game. Well, he didn't drag me down the hall or beat my baby out of me or, you know, any of that. So let me tell you what did happen. Um, I was with the abuser for four years. 
and like many successful narcissists, he was able to manipulate my mind. Such a conniving fox-like, more like a hyena, because foxes are at least cute, right? (laughs) But he was more like a hyena, just kind of lurking and waiting to pounce. And he found me, his victim. And this wasn't the first time, and I assure you it wasn't his last time, so unfortunately his abusive cycle continued. But we were married, I bore him a son, and as soon as I bore him the son, the um, more challenging, the deeper levels of manipulation started. So the name calling, the your abs aren't what they used to be. This was a full-on conversation. He looked at me one day, we were in our bedroom, and he's like, your abs aren't what they used to be. And I looked at him and I said, well, I grew three children in this body. You're a fat merp. What's your excuse? That was the first time I stood up to my abuser and it felt so, so darn good. But those are the things that abusers do. They take those who are less confident because of whatever else happened in life and break us down even more. And that's so, so sad. And here's why it's sad. Not only are they doing this to us who have been abused, but they're they have such deep trauma in themselves because we're not made to abuse each other. That's a learned behavior. That's something going on at a much deeper level. Now, please understand, I am not by any way excusing abuse at all, but there is something deeper inside of them that has been hurt because you all know the saying, hurt people hurt people, right? So if you're not a hurt person, you don't even know how to hurt people. Like, I don't know how to hurt people because I wasn't raised in that kind of environment. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the emotional and the mental abuse was there, strong, strong as can be, and I would have never thought that I would have found myself in that situation with my upbringing, um, upper middle class. I would have never, ever thought that that would have been an option in my life. And then one night, well, I was vacationing and I came back and he had asked for extracurricular activities and I said I'm not willing to do that with you until we have an emotional connection again because we really emotionally disconnected for a healthy year year and a half and I stood my ground and he said well if you're not gonna if you're not willing to have sex with me then I'll take then I'll take it from you and three nights later he raped me and that's when I said I'm done so no black eye no hair pulled no getting thrown downstairs and if this is triggering you all stay with me okay please stay with me I don't mean to trigger I'm just being very open honest and vulnerable but none of that happened the rape was enough and I packed up all of our stuff and we fled literally with a trailer like I made a plan and we fled and so if you're in a situation right now where you're like yes I want to flee I'm sick and tired of this abuse. It doesn't matter if it's mental, emotional, or physical. It's abuse. So, unfortunately, our court systems until recently really didn't see the emotional and the mental as abuse. But it seems like with more and more advocates, they're understanding that, that that's actual abuse too. You don't have to have a black eye <laughs> just to prove that you've been abused, right? Um, so, if, you, if you're planning on getting out, when you plan to get out, have a plan. So talk to law enforcement. Make sure that you're allowed to cross state lines. I would highly recommend crossing state lines because he will come after you. 
soak it as far away as possible. It's easy for me to say because I had relatives and family and friends in a different state, so I could do that. If you're not able to do that, there are shelters that will help you, and they're very good at keeping privacy and your safety first, right? Um, but you have to have a plan. I mean, that's that's the best way to get out and to be able to cover all your bases. So anyway, um, yeah, so I got out of the abuse and I moved closer to family and friends. And I lived with PTSD probably for a healthy six or seven years after. Didn't even recognize that I had post-traumatic stress disorder until probably four or five years after I got out of the, out of the abuse. And I've been free for nine and a half years. Mm-hmm. So it, it took a while. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just grateful that you have backtracked <laughs> and that you were able, okay. I mean, seriously, and that you were able to express to the people, you know, that listen to the podcast about your situation and um, congratulations on your survival uh, and becoming free of, of the domestic violence. And, um, you know, it's like, people do categorize you know oh well you went through something that was a lot more severe or you know you went through something that oh well you just went through some emotional abuse or rape um abuse is abuse at the end of the day and yes there are severities like you said and and unfortunately women do lose their lives to this and you know you know a lot of times when I do go and speak to young men or young women or whoever I speak with you know I do try to um, talk to them about you know what can happen you know and um, but emotional abuse is a very very bad thing it's to me um, physical abuse is really horrible too I went through both so um, violence on both both ends of the realm are really horrible abuses and um, <clears throat> I wanted to say thank you for talking about PTSD because um, that opens up another conversation. Um, you know, it sure does. yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that a lot of women understand or think or even know what PTSD is. And, and if they have it, I right. don't I don't think they understand it um, in a way that uh, maybe some of us now that have been out for a while and, you know, we've recognized it. Um, but yeah, PTSD is horrible, you know, and you was talking about, um, your mask deal, you know, being triggered by that. And it is a very Mm -hmm. big trigger for a lot of women that are, uh, you know, that have been, that have went through domestic violence. You know, um, I know of a, a young girl that was talking about it publicly on Facebook. Um, she's survivor of domestic violence and she was talking about how triggered she was by wearing her mask, you know, and, um, I mean, it is what it is, you know, and um, and I'm sure that some women that listen to this podcast will be triggered just by the conversation. And, you know, I put a trigger warning on the podcasts. Every podcast that's published usually has a trigger warning. So um, it is a very sensitive subject that we talk about. And um, there's nothing off limits here. There's nothing off limits. So, I mean, you know, I'm glad that you opened up and you talked about your what happened to you. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and thank you for making a safe environment in which to do that. And that's, I think that's the primary thing that we all 
should focus on or mm-hmm. need to focus on or you know however you want to word that but safety right in our abuse yes. situation we don't feel safe so those of us who have been abused abused we search for that safety mm-hmm. everywhere you yes. know and we we are able to we have now the sixth or seventh or tenth sense or however you, you know you want to say but we now have this ability to be able to sense pretty immediately who's safe and who's not mm-hmm. and if somebody triggers you if you're out there listening and you have a friend that is you're on the fence with and you don't know if this person is going to be like a good friend or not a good friend we're just going to keep it simple here like you know dating or whatever but mm-hmm. even just a friendship um if you have to ask that question then i would recommend and advise to just keep your card up yeah you know because uh yeah because you you absolutely want to stay away from anything that's questionable and for a while after and this is part of the ptsd the post-traumatic stress disorder for a while after you get out you will trust no one including mm. yourself mm. you will not be able to make decisions on do i want the red shirt or the pink shirt oh my goodness is he gonna like the pink better on me am i gonna get my face busted in literally because i'm wearing a red shirt mm-hmm. and i'm being very open and honest and vulnerable here with y'all because I, I would like you to know that hope is possible and healing is absolutely possible and it's okay to feel lost and confused and not trust yourself. That's a normal part of the cycle, y'all. That is absolutely normal. Mm-hmm. So you're out of the situation. <clears throat> I had a I had a situation where, or an incident where I went couch shopping. I was looking for a couch for me and my kids and I didn't know if I liked the couch because I liked it or because my abuser liked it. And I had been out of the situation for a year and a half. And I had to sit there and figure out if I liked the couch for me or because I thought he might like it. It happens. It happens with clothes. It happens with furniture, food. So show yourself that grace. If you can't make those decisions, it's okay. You'll learn to. You'll be able to and you will heal. Because Misty and I have both healed from our abuse. So there is hope. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. There's there's so much hope and there's, you know, so many things, you know, and I can remember when I was going through abuse, you know, these things did not exist then, uh, you know, and you didn't hear, I mean, we didn't have social media. I mean, these things were not available. So, you know, now right. there's such a huge realm of things that are open for women now to be able to reach out and get the help that they need uh you know you know i didn't have that and i don't know about when your abuse happened but this happened to me in 1996 i mean you know so and it took me right right and it you know what and then i went through a couple of other abusive situations um you know so throughout that see i went through cycles with with other bad men you know with other bad toxic relationships that i had no clue i mean because he didn't hit me i didn't think he was abusive you know because i mean the first one was just so daggum terrible and the the abuse was so horrific that a little bit of emotional abuse never bothered me at all i was like oh okay you know he called me a bad name and he shunned me oh well you know right and uh so but now you know women have these open you know, we have these open mic nights. You know, that's what I feel like we're on is an open mic night. And so, you know, through our experiences and our voices, you know, that's where it's at. 
to hear someone else go through the very same thing that you went through and you know you've got that ability to talk about it you know and uh that's a that's a major thing that's a major thing it's a huge thing yeah and you know mindset so we go from abusive relationship to abusive relationship to abusive relationship because of our mindset right it's uh we don't think we're worthy of anything better mm-hmm. and so like misty was saying if you go into a you know you start with a horrific physical abuser then somebody who calls you a bad name is like oh okay well Mm-hmm. get off my back let's keep going mm-hmm. and and you really have to do that mindset shift and you have to work on that and your internal dialogue and your external behaviors those three are so so important to be able to heal mm-hmm. you know and a lot of the mindset shifting is deep and challenging when i was and I'm, you know that that's definitely one the mindset adjusting is definitely one that's ongoing for for every human right. to, to improve and heal from whatever because yeah. none of us are living this life unscathed right. none of yes. us there's that, not one person who's you know free of anything no, right? no, well, Jesus no. but, right. Right. <clears throat> so the mindset work is absolutely primary so that you can realize your self-worth you can realize that you're not to blame mm-hmm. for the abuse that happened to you this isn't your fault that's a choice they made we made the choice to be with the abuser because we didn't know better they're man- master manipulatives mostly, mm. manipulators mostly mm-hmm. them. or we made the choice to be with the abuser because that's all we knew because maybe dad abused mom or mom abused dad or maybe you know i don't know i mean there's just so many mindset options realities that we we in order to heal to the best of our ability and thrive in life not just survive in life mindset is primary and then internal dialogue and then external behavior so yeah um just so important. I could go on and on about that, but I'm noticing what time it is. Well, here's so, the thing. I would listen. Ahead. I would love to be able to do this podcast for a whole hour. Because <laughs> you know? I, I mean, I feel like you know, there's just so much more that we can talk about, and you know, we can also. I mean, it's open. It's an open mic. You know, we've got. I've got plenty of episodes we can record. You know, so <laughs> we can do another episode right. one night, um, and we can do a topic if you would like. Um, because there's just so many that you can, you know, talk about. And, you know, as advocates, uh, you know, I want to touch on this. As an advocate, we do advocate in all different realms. Like my advocacy might be I help women get directly out of abuse. One advocate might only deal with survivors thriving. One advocate might just deal with women that, you know, are looking to get you know their life back together and so there's so many different advocates and i'm a part of a a very large network um that maybe one day i can introduce you to some of them Um, they all do different things they all do different things and i feel like you're you're in that you know you're kind of in that realm with me so um yeah i think you'd be very very good you know in that but um i want you very quickly which we've got let's say we've been in at 23 minutes we we can only go 30 max but i want you to go ahead and tell everyone if you know you don't mind what where to reach you what is your your you know what do you do online 
Like, you know, what do you sure, do? Absolutely. And, you know, your contact, you know, someone wanted yeah. to reach out to all you. My, all my information. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right, right. Um, so let me ask you this question. Do you have a place where people can leave remarks for your podcast? Um, well, you know, whenever I share it on different pla- like different groups, people do say stuff. Yeah, yeah they do. Um, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe like if people are interested in specific questions for mm-hmm. you and me to circle back around mm-hmm. to answer, maybe we can like have another podcast where we can do that. That'd be great. Like, yeah. There's also a message. There's also a. Uh, there's a, also a app within the app. There's a message board on the podcast itself. So if you would like to Perfect. leave messages on this particular podcast, please do so, and we and I can get back to you. Um, I can get to um, Orshika and ask her. You know, what do you think about this? Somebody asked me this Perfect. question, and so yeah, we can always yeah. circle back around and do more more you know conversating. But um. That would be awesome. Yeah, so I mean, social media stuff, right? Yeah, uh, I um, think that they yeah. would be interested in your group on Facebook or maybe your Instagram or something like that. If you want to plug oh, your stuff, yes. yeah. And so currently, I have a, a Facebook group specifically for single parents mm-hmm. after domestic abuse because okay. it's hard. I've been doing it for nine and a half years, surviving domestic abuse and being a single parent to three amazing children. Mm-hmm. So the group is called Single Parenting After Domestic Abuse. So if you look in Facebook and you go literally single hyphen parenting after domestic abuse, you probably don't even need the hyphen, but single parenting after domestic abuse. It's a group. There are questions that I ask to make sure, one, that you're safe and that you're there for the right reason. And it's a, it's a, a sweet, intimate group. Um, and I'm just, I'd be thrilled to have any of you there just to chime in. You don't, you know, honestly, you don't even have to chime in. If you just want to sit there and learn, that's fine too. Come yeah. on in. Come yeah. on in the group. Otherwise, you can find me at... Okay, so I know my name is difficult, but I'm going to spell it out for you. Washika Yulia. So it's O-R-S-I-K-A-J-U-L-I-A. That's for Facebook. And on Instagram, it's the same thing. Washika.Yulia. That's where you can find me. You can find me on LinkedIn if you're a professional. If you want to look on LinkedIn, you can find me there. I am rebranding um, here in the next few days. So... Um, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely let you all know what the rebranding information is. So I would love to be able to connect with any and all of you. Well, that's awesome. That is really, really awesome. I'm so excited that you came on and talked about all this with me um, and with the viewers. I mean, essentially, you spoke to them, and I'm so, so proud of you. And um, I'm so proud of our friendship that we've um, gotten together here and and created, you know, and we are continuing to learn more new things about each other. And um, before, yeah, I think it's great. I love it. But, um, I'm going to close the podcast tonight and tell everybody, look, you're worth it. Know your worth. Um, know that you're beautiful and know that you're loved. And um, I just want everyone to know that I really, really do appreciate all of the love and support um, that you've given the podcast. And um, guys, catch catch me on the next podcast because it's coming soon. Um, so everybody, I hope you have a wonderful tonight and a beautiful tomorrow. And I will catch you later. Bye, everyone. Thanks, You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Go to outofthequicksand.com. That is Orsica's website. So, please, when you leave this podcast from listening, 
go to her website, outofthequicksand.com. Um, she will be there to answer any questions, or if you need to make arrangements with her, or you need her help personally, she's always there um, to help someone in need. So go check it out, outofthequicksand.com. Thank you, guys. Hey, everybody. If you would like to become a sponsor for the podcast, go to the Anchor webpage, click on I'm a Survivor Podcast, and all of the links will come up. Um, It will ask you if you would like to sponsor per month or if you would like to make a donation. Either way, if you do either one, you will get a special shout out in the next podcast. I will be sure to say your name and thank you personally. So thank you guys for the love and support. I love you guys and I will talk to you on the next podcast. Bye.